Alright, we're going to go to 2 Thessalonians. I'm sorry, 1 Thessalonians. It'll be on the same page because it's chapter 5. I'm going to try to hurry tonight. I, I am. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to read verse 14. Y'all there? Yep. Amen. All right. First Thessalonians five fourteen. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. That's all we're going to read there because we're going to talk about a feeble mind tonight, and uh, so we're just going to kind of focus on that little statement right there. We're going to talk about the mind. This is a deal. Kind of like, uh, you know, when we started preaching on spiritual warfare and things like that, I had like four pages of verses that referred to spirit, you know, different kinds of spirit. It, it all had to do with spirit. And this is kind of the same way. I got to studying this afternoon and, boy, listen, the mind is a major subject in the Bible. I don't know why that... I don't know what you would do if you th set aside the Bible and try to figure out the mind. The psychologists, psychiatry, all, you know, all of that. What do they do when they deny God and they deny good and evil and they throw away everything? I don't know how they understand anything about it. Well, they don't. Their idea and their way of dealing with it is just to make you not care. If you've got a mental problem, they give you drugs. They 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 try with their talk to convince you to just not care. Now you go home and just think about that. That's exactly the that's the only treatment they've got. But God's given us is not a spirit of fear, but a but of love and of uh, power and of a sound mind. So we're going to look at this for a few minutes here. All right, now, he's talking about a feeble mind. Comfort the feeble-minded. So, they are among us. Not only that, but it's something that all of us experience in our life at one time or another or often through our life. Feeble-mindedness. That's why you forget stuff. That's why you can't remember stuff. That's why you do stupid stuff. You know. That's why you say things that ain't that you shouldn't say, and and you you know there's so many things, so many things to deal with this. But the word feeble, it means what you think it means: weak, impotent, or sickly, just helpless, weak, like a baby when it's born. It's feeble. A baby has to be cared for; it has to have everything done for it. Now, there are people like that who live their life like that. There's times in our life when we get in that shape and somebody has to help us. You know, you ever been so sick? You had to, somebody had to take care of you? If you haven't, you will be. Hold on. It's a thing that we all experience in life. In the dictionary, feeble means weak, destitute of physical strength. It means infirm. That means sickly, de debilitated by disease. So, Feeble means weak. It means you can be weak because you're sick or had some disease. It means debilitated by age or decline of life. You can be feeble when you're old. You likely will be. Most people don't die in their strength. Moses died at 120 years old and the Bible says that he was full strength. Not many can say that. Not many experience it like that. Over the hill, we talked about the other day, and you start declining, you start weakening, and you start getting feeble. Feebleness is a, is a common thing of old age. And, and another reason the dictionary says we'll be feeble is because we're not full, uh, we're not complete, not whole. That's what I'm trying to say here. Born that way. Some people are just born. With things not in order. Bible refers a lot of times to the weak. 
to the feeble, to those who are not whole, are not able to take care of themselves. The mind. Now we think of that when we say feeble, we're thinking of the body. We're thinking about shaking. We're thinking about when the grinders cease and the, you know all of that. Because that's, uh, that's that uh, mind that just thinks carnally. We just default to that. We automatically think body. We automatically think physical health to our detriment because we don't pay enough attention to the mind. And the mind's much more important than the body. And it gets neglected. It gets ignored. It gets, it, it, it's left in want. It's not guarded. It's not cared for. It's not fed properly. It's not exercised. It's allowed to be abused and defiled and, and, and neglected while we care for our body. We brush our hair. I mean, that's mighty important to us. And our mind's not nearly as important, so that's why we're talking about it tonight. Now, the mind can be feeble because we're told to comfort the feeble-minded. So, the mind can be feeble just like the body can be feeble. When you look it up, the mind, that word means the intellectual or intelligent power in man, the understanding, the power that it conceives, judges, or reasons. Now, this power to reason or understand... And, and you know, I've went through this so many times. I hope you've got it by now. But when, how does the mind function? We perceive. We perceive. That's the first step that information enters our mind. A word is spoken. A sight is seen. Something is heard or felt and we perceive. Not receive perceive and then we conceive in our mind and these things can be crippled in us we judge with our mind that can be weakened where we don't have any judgment we have no judgment when we're children that's why they'll drink poison they'll put anything in their mouth they have no judgment they think they can jump off a building and fly. I mean, they're almost like somebody's on drugs or something. I mean, they just, you know, they have no judgment. Sometimes I, I, we talk about it, you know, these kids are banging their heads and they're running into stuff and say, man, when are you going to learn? Don't do that. I mean, slow down. Because it's, you know, we looked out the other day, Carrie looked out and here went Lucas down the driveway, full run down the, pave, the blacktop down the hill Oh, no, no, no. Gary hollered, stop. Because you know what Gary could envision? What I could envision? What everybody there but him could see coming. Yes, sir. Sanding his face off on the pavement. But he didn't see it, even though it's happened a number of times. You learn judgment by bad experience. Mm-hmm. Good judgment comes from bad experiences. <laughs> but we're, you can have those powers weakened or completely lost. Are you staying with me here? Your mind. Do you, have you, how many of you have known somebody who lost the power to reason, to perceive, to conceive, to think, to judge? Well, I have. I've known people that lay in the bed for years and years after a wreck, after a drug overdose, after some disease, and they were left what we call them, we call them a vegetable, a vegetative state. They can't talk. You don't know if they can hear or not. It's a very disturbing thing. We're vulnerable. We're vulnerable to this because of the effects that sin has had on nature and life in this world. But be sure about this. Satan takes advantage of our weakness. Our weakness is here. Yeah, we, our mind can become feeble because of disease, because of an accident, because of injury, because of some other things we're going to mention here. 
But don't you think that the devil ain't going to be there at the instant to take advantage of your weakness there. Now, and we need to be aware of his involvement in trying to weaken or break our mind. Don't you think that would certainly be a goal that he would entertain? Would he like to break your mind? Would he like to weaken your mind? Enfeeble your mind? Leave you where you couldn't even think straight anymore? Where you couldn't understand right anymore? Where you couldn't perceive anymore? You couldn't sit in church and listen to what the preacher's saying and understand it anymore? You better believe he would. You better believe that's what he would do if he can. That's what he did to the maniac in Luke eight thirty five. You know, then one day out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. He hadn't been in his right mind. The devil had drove him absolutely mad. Crazy. Out of his mind. In the tombs, crying day and night, cutting himself, naked, break the chains and fetters. They couldn't tie him down. But now he's in his right mind. Delivered. That's what the devil did to him. Of all the things he did, what was the core thing there? Drove him out of his mind. Broke his mind. It ensnared his mind until he could not think straight. He could not see straight. It was only when Jesus came on the scene that things got squared away. And he was restored in his mind. It's what he did to the prodigal. Same thing. When he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. When he came to himself, what does that mean? Well, when he got back in his right mind. When he started thinking right again. So that's what the devil would like to do to you, to me, to your children. He's going to mess up their mind. That's what he's going after. The battle's for the mind. It's in the mind and for the mind. That's where he's trying to get control. Very, very important. Just be sure that he will try to do the same thing to us. If the feebleness of mind comes through some natural cause, he'll certainly be there to take advantage of the situation. So what are we charged with here in the verse we read? What are we supposed to do about that? Comfort the feeble-minded. That's what we're supposed to do. Realize, ye that are strong should bear the infirmities of the weak. That's, that's why we're to be there. That's why we're to comfort them. We're to realize what's going on and what they're vulnerable to. When you get sick in body, when you've had some... Other thing, and I don't want to... Well, let me just get into it here. I've got... That's what's coming next, and i got it laid out in order here. Weakness comes from sickness. Or lack of use. Mm -hmm. Old age. Exhaustion. And sometimes from unsoundness or defect from birth. Or something that has happened since birth. That's where weakness comes from. To be, to become feeble. That's where it comes from. Now did you, did you get all that? Sickness, lack of use, old age, exhaustion, or just defect. Physical defect. It's certainly true that there are physical causes for mental weakness. That's obvious. And some are born with something physically wrong that affects their ability to perceive, to reason. To conceive things properly. That's a fact of life. It always has been. It always will be until this earth comes to an end and passes away and God creates a new heaven and a new earth Amen. where there's no sin. That is the result. That's one of the consequences. That's one of the effects of sin. Things are messed up. These things happen. They just happen. Injuries and illnesses can cause physical damage that does the same thing. It hinders our ability to think right 
and for our mind to work right. Old age weakens the mind, but this is also basically caused by physical deterioration. And the mind is made fe uh, feeble by lack of physical support, like circulation, like constant pain, like dull senses when you can't see as good anymore, and you can't smell as well anymore, and you, and you can't hear anymore. That really affects mm -hmm. your mind because those are the gates of the mind. And all of that is based in physical failing, physical death that's happening real slow. It can also happen. Weakness, feebleness can come from emotional trauma. It can cause you to have a feeble mind. I know people, I name them over and over that I've known in my life that I've seen that happen to. It comes from severe loss. You lose a loved one. Grief. It's emotional trauma. We, I saw Brother Kenny the other day about it. Some people don't ever get out of it. The devil gets them. Because oh, yeah. they won't escape it. You know, the Bible says that Abraham grieved when the time, when the, the days of his grieving, mourning, were ended. You grieve. And but it's got to come to a stop. You got to go on with life. That don't mean that you forget about it and it's as good as new. No, you'll always have that grief in your heart. But life must go on. And if you don't get that, and you can say what you want to, you can say you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I think I do, and I think this is right. Also, you've got to realize that you got to go on, or else. The devil's going to grind you down into the dirt and you're going to lose your mind. Or you're going to grieve yourself into the grave. You're certainly good for nothing when, you, when, you got the, when you've let your mind get into the control and hands of the devil and he won't let you loose. Emotional trauma. Severe loss. Injustice. Some people just can't ever get over somebody doing them wrong. It's a root of bitterness springing up and thereby many are defiled and they won't never turn it loose and they die with that bitterness in their soul. Yep. It's a mental thing. Yes. It's a mental snare of the devil. It's a stronghold that he sets up in your mind and you can't get loose. And it's because of emotional hurt, betrayal, like infidelity, you know, mm -hmm. in a marriage or in a friend, or in children, that kind of thing. It can drive you out of your mind. Yes, sir. And the devil is right there to make sure it does if he can have anything to do with it. And your only hope is God. I mean, now we'll get to that in a minute, but God is the only... He is my strength and my life. And if it's not that way, the devil's going to... He's going to get you. There are things that tip some people over the edge and break their mind. You think you, your mind couldn't be broken? Well, you, if any man thinketh he standeth, let him take heed lest he fall. Yes, sir. We need to be wise about all of this that I'm talking about. It's, it's so helpful to us. My, my. But there are also causes for a feeble mind that are self-inflicted and, and avoidable. Exhaustion causes a feeble mind. You can just wear yourself out. You can go around just absolutely uh, frayed at the edges all the time. And it's going to affect your mind. It's going to get you. You're not going to be able to hold on. You're not going to have a healthy mind. If you don't avoid it, say no. There has to be... Moderation in everything. You have to learn discipline in your life to just make things work according to a schedule. And you got to say no to some things. You just got to say no. Ain't got time for it. Can't do it. Now, lack of use. This is another thing that causes a feeble mind that we can avoid. Lack of use, idleness of mind brings on a feeble mind. Now, an idle mind is the 
devil's workshop. We all know that. A very true saying. An idle mind. Lack of use. What happens if you just sit down and become, they call it sedentary. You don't do nothing but eat. And you just sit there. What happens to your body? Why, you get so weak you can't get yourself up. These big old thousand pound people, I mean, they got to get a machine in there or something to move them around. They can't get up. And, and any of us sitting here, if we just sit down and quit doing anything, when you go to the doctor and you're overweight and you got health problems, you know what the first thing they tell you is? What do you need? Exercise. If you don't exercise, what is your what is it they call it that your muscles do? They atrophy. Yeah, they just shrivel up and and they're useless. They die. What about your mind? If you don't exercise your mind, if you just sit around listening to what other people say, watching videos, listening to podcasts, always something somebody else is doing the thinking and you're just you're just sitting there rolling along, you're just riding the roller coaster, riding the bus. You know, riding in the trailer while they drive the tractor. I mean, you ain't never thinking about nothing. You don't exercise your mind. All that stuff is supposed to provoke you to think, but it don't do that. It just provokes you to find some more to listen to. Much better off. That's why silence is a good thing. You can sit silent. What do you do when you're sitting and there ain't no radio going, ain't no TV going, ain't no phone going, no video going? What do you do? You think. (laughs) Uh, It's a good thing to do. Try to find out what it feels like. To think. (laughs) So, idleness of mind brings on a feeble mind. There's a lot of people who can't think because they've let their mind just tank. You know, this we we're always talking about the, the, the young people of this generation. I mean it's very common that they're just they have a deaf and dumb spirit. They can't talk to you, they can't communicate with you, they don't know how to converse, how to socialize, nothing. They don't know how to tie their shoes. They don't know how to do anything. And you ask them anything, they can't give you an intelligent answer about anything. Why are they that way? Because they've sat around playing video games. They've never been challenged. They've never had any kind of of uh, uh, life where they had to have it rough. You know, mama or somebody done everything for them and protected them from any kind of thing that would hurt them or challenge them or cause them discomfort. And so they're ruined. they got a mind that's worse than feeble. Right now, I said I'm going to try to hurry. It ought to be a priority with us to guard our mind. A lot of people obsess with physical health but pay no attention to the health of their mind. Bodily exercise profiteth little. Did you ever study what that means? Do you think that means doing push-ups and set-ups and running a quarter mile or whatever it is? Do you think that's what that means? Bodily exercise. No, it's you study it. It's taking care of the body. You know. Securing. Making sure it's alright. It profits little. Your body is dying. Going to die anyway. Yeah, we ought to not eat junk and we ought to exercise. And I've never had the need to do push-ups since I was in high school. Or run. I get plenty of exercise working. Never had any problem and never had any need to do all that. I see these guys running on the highway and riding their bicycles on the highway and you know, they got their, they go to the gym. Well, that's a, that, I don't, I can't go there because I said I was going to hurry, but that's a bunch of junk. They ain't going there to get exercise. Here's one old boy you ain't going to fool with that nonsense. Amen. How many of you got a gym membership somewhere? <laughs> A 
Well, see, I'm stuck. I keep thinking of things to say right there, but bodily exercise profiteth little. Now, that refers to caring for the body and making sure it is sound. Say, well, you ought to ignore the body. No, that ain't what I'm saying. The body is not to be defiled, but it is of little use with a feeble mind. What good's it going to do you to have the perfect body and be perfectly healthy and crazy as a bed bug? <laughs> I'd rather have a sound mind and have problems with my body. But it kind of goes together. If you have a sound mind, your body will... You'll know how to take care of your body without being a crackpot. Amen. The body is not to be defiled. In Mark chapter 12, verse 30, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. You can't love God with your body. You love God with your heart and your mind and your strength. Now, if you've got a feeble mind, how are you gonna how are you gonna love God like you ought to? Now, you're gonna have much strength to to love God like you ought to if your mind is feeble, and it's your fault because you're ignoring it, neglecting it, abusing it, defiling it. And paying attention to your body. <clears throat> We're to love the Lord our God with all our mind. All our mind. And therefore we should make it a priority to keep our mind sound and healthy in order to love and serve Him as we should. Don't you ever think or swallow the devil's lie that your mind is just what it is and that's what you got and you can't do nothing about it. That's as bad as sin. I sin all the time, every day, in thought, word, and deed, and I can't do nothing about it because I was just born that way. It's a lie. Your mind is under your control. We're admonished in the Bible, commanded in the Bible over and over about our mind. It's our responsibility. We can do something about it. You can be feeble in body. You can be suffering in body, and yet your mind can... You know, I remember reading about Hudson Taylor, and he went through all of that for years and years to get to China. And when he got over there, he was there for several years, and it was a terrible experience. He got sick, had to come home. He lay in bed on his back for five years. And you know what he said about that? He, could, he said he couldn't even pray. But he said that was the most profitable time of his life, is laying flat on his back because his mind was strengthened. His mind was able to be left alone to think, even though his body was sick. See? A, a sick body can affect your mind, but there's more power in what you need for your mind, and it's more available than there is for what you need for your body. You can get doctors all around you and they can give you all the drugs and do all the things they can think of to do and that they know of to do and not be able to help you. But they can't help your mind. Who can help your mind? Where does our help come from for our mind? From God. He's the one who strengthens our mind when we look to Him. That's the strength we get is that physical strength. No, that's up here. It's, it's strength in our mind. That's real important right there. Where does my strength come from? What strength are you talking about? To press 400 pounds? That ain't strength. I mean, you know, a gorilla has got that much strength. Is that what you want? The strength of a gorilla? An ape? Hmm? The strength from the Lord is in its mind. It's the mind. That's where that's the will is a faculty of your mind. The will to do right takes strength. A feeble mind is in trouble right there. A feeble mind can be swayed easily. You're at the mercy at the, of everything if you've got a feeble mind. 
because you can be talked into anything. Yeah. You don't have any strength there. You don't have any any fortitude there. I've made up my mind. Well, most people don't even know what that means. Their mind's always up for change. They're just watching from the merry-go-round as everything goes around them. Anything that's pretty, anything that's appealing, got to have more strength than that. Now, we're to love the Lord with all of our mind. We're to stop using the body. If we stop using the body, it'll grow weak and feeble. If we stop using our mind, it'll do the same. And to keep the body strong, we must give it the nourishment it needs and use it, exercise it. To keep the body strong, that's what we got to do. You got to feed your body. You got to feed your body what it needs, not what tastes good all the time. <laughs> Onions are good for you. But not everybody wants to eat them. There's a lot of things that are good for you, but people turn them down. You got to give your body what it needs to be healthy and strong, and you got to use your body to keep it strong. To keep the mind strong, we got to use it. We got to exercise it, and we got to make sure it has the proper things put in it to nourish good thoughts, good reasoning, good judgment. It's what you put in it, see, that makes the difference. And it's the fact that you use it, use your mind, exercise your mind. The mind must have truth. Now that's what keeps a mind strong and healthy. Truth. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. How does it do that? Well, there's nothing that makes you feel more free than knowing what is right. Truth. Knowing. How do you know? It's knowledge. You've received knowledge in your mind. You you received it from the right place. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You ain't going to find it in these magazines. Or, well, I don't even hardly exist anymore. Or anywhere else. Right here. The mind must have the truth. And that means truth in all matters. Mercy. You ought to hate lies. You ought to hate lying you ought to hate liars. It ought to be something that you hate more than anything else. And and I mean across the board, not just in certain areas. This is a problem with everybody. I see it all the time. They all love the truth and then they'll lie about some stupid little thing that don't even matter. Why you got to lie? Why can't you just be honest and true about everything? The mind has to have the truth in all matters. It messes up your mind. It messes up your mind. Lies are poison to your mind. They lead to insanity. They lead to... All insanity is a result of fantasy and confusion about what is real and what is fantasy. That's all insanity, all craziness. All people that have a feeble mind that's off the rails, it's rooted in fantasy. Something they believe that is not true. And that came about because they believed a lie somewhere along the line. And they went from there. We ought to read and study and search for knowledge and understanding in all things. Keep your mind working. Keep your mind thinking. Keep your mind exercising. Don't you want to know things? Do you want to be ignorant? No. Who wants to be ignorant? There's no shame in being ignorant, but there's shame in staying that way and not caring about it. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. If you're ignorant and you can do something about it, ignorance is easily cured. Find out. Yes. If you got a problem, figure it out. Don't just say, well, I can't do nothing about it. It's broke. You know, used to, everybody fixed stuff. They fixed things. They didn't just throw them away when they quit working. There's a way to fix it. Fix it. 
People had to out of necessity. But now we're so fat and sassy and wealthy and and everything's so plentiful and everybody's making $30 an hour and so who cares? Don't have to think. That's what they want. That's what the devil wants. That's what this world system that he's running wants is for everybody to just be a lemming. Don't think. Just do what we tell you. We'll feed you. We'll change your diaper for you. And you just sit there and keep your mouth shut. Don't think about nothing. We'll do the thinking for you. No, thank you. I'm going to think for myself. We should read and study and search. We should meditate on things that are true. On things that are honest. On things that are just. On things that are pure. We ought to do that deliberately and consciously. You have to. Or the devil's going to give you something else to think about. See, that's where this thing's at and that's where this battle's at. If you don't consciously study your Bible, if you don't consciously think and meditate on some scripture or some subject in the Bible or something, the devil's going to give you some kind of trash to think about. What does everybody think about? Junk. Vanity. Vanity. Vain imaginations. We're way down the ladder of degeneration there in Romans chapter 1 if that's where we're living. Turn them over. Vain imaginations. Worthless thoughts. Worthless thinking. No profit at all. Doesn't do us any good. Oh, we're not even thinking. We're just, we're just reliving somebody else's wicked thoughts. Think about it. To sit idle and let our mind run loose. Or to sit and allow a TV or a device guide and control our mind is bound to weaken our mind. And along with that, let me just throw this in a little bit extra there. Along with that, the devil will convince you that you're smarter than everybody else because you listen to this, because you know this, because you've heard this. And he's snickering silently at you because you're so foolish. (laughs) Thinking themselves to be wise. See, that's... A fool is right in his own eyes. He's he's the smartest guy on earth. And he knows it all. And he's smarter for the way he lives and the way he thinks and what he knows. Watch it. So it's called amusement when we do that. Mm -hmm. Amusement. Which literally means not to think. Muse means think. Ah, muse means no thinky. People go to church to be amused. They go to amusement parks to be amused. They amuse themselves. Sitting, what do they call them, fidget spinners? Bling, 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 bling. Now, that's amusement. See? That is the dumbest thing. What in the world? But that's where we're at, see? I mean, that's a good uh, example of how dumb everybody's become. Spend your time sitting there... That's crazy. That's like people in a nut house doing, you know, ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. That's and uh, and they sell them things. People buy them because they need something to do. Worst thing that can happen is be sitting still and have to think. Drives them crazy. Drives them crazy to be still and think. My my my. Oh well, gotta hurry. Gotta hurry. The battle is in our mind, and it's for our mind. And we can't prevail without God's strength and truth and grace. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Read that backwards. He's, given us, he's not given us the spirit of fear, but a sound mind, and love, and power. Think about that. Sound I understand that. You cut a tree down. If it's sound, or if you got a log and it's sound, that means it's good all the way through. It's solid. It ain't rotten in its heart. 
They ain't something, uh, they ain't a hole in it somewhere. Sound in the dictionary means perfect as intellect, not broken or defective, not enfeebled by age or accident. This is 1828 dictionary telling you what sound means. And he's given us a spirit of a sound mind. Not enfeebled by age or accident, not wild or wandering, not deranged, a sound mind, a sound understanding, or a sound reason. See, that's what God's given us. Now, that's the promise of God. That's a statement of fact for a person who's born again, who's walking after the Spirit and not after the flesh. God has given him a sound mind. Not a feeble mind. A sound mind. Not a feeble mind because he's old. That means you can be old and have a sound mind if you're following God, walking with God, walking after the Spirit. You can think right. The Bible tells us clearly here that God has given us a spirit of a sound mind. Our trouble comes when we allow access to our mind by evil whether it's evil spirits or other people who are under the influence of evil spirits. Evil. Allow evil access to our mind. That's where we get in trouble. That's where we get feeble. So simple. So obvious. So true. Why can't we just take this and apply it in our lives? Tomorrow. Tonight. When we leave here. Watch your mind. Watch your thoughts. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So much in the Bible about your mind, about thoughts. We can't ignore this subject. <clears throat> well, you're trying to be a psychiatrist. No, I ain't. I'm just telling you what the Bible... Uh, I mean, I'm just telling you just a little smidgen of what the Bible has in it. Go home and start looking yourself about this subject. So if we walk with God and keep our minds stayed on Him, we're assured of a sound mind. See, all this we've talked about tonight, easy way out. The, the solution is simple. But we got to take a hold of the reins and do something about it. We can't just uh, wander about and hope that we stumble into a good place wherever. Or we can't just wait on the Lord to just go, sha sha, and there you are. You're fixed. You got a good mind and everything's. The prescription for a sound mind is very clearly given. Philippians 4, verse 8. We, we talk about this verse a lot, but it is, I mean, it's the verse. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Feed your mind what it needs to be strong and stable and sound. Fill it with garbage, you're going to have a feeble mind. Fill it with garbage, you're going to have a feeble mind. Fill it with vanity, and you're going to have a wandering, loose, defiled messed up mind and it will show in your life you'll make bad decisions you'll make stupid choices you'll make bad mistakes all the time that'll cost you dearly dearly you'll stumble through life and have lots of trouble by putting your mind putting junk in your mind Isaiah 26 and verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And then in Philippians 4, 7, it's the verse before the one we just read there, 4, 8, about what we ought to think about. He says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, this promise of God, it'll suffice in sickness and in weakness and in old age. Now, if we're going to comfort the feeble-minded, how can we comfort them? By telling them that right there. Giving them the Scripture. 
somebody's old and feeble-minded, what do we need to, how do we need to direct them? How can we comfort them? Well, you're just crazy. You've lost your mind. Ain't no hope for you. Next, next up's death for you. I mean, what are we going to do? What can we say to them that <clears throat> gives them hope? Look to God. <laughs> Focus on God. Exercise your mind on God and His promises. It's very clear. <clears throat> God will keep him. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. God is infinite. And what we can know about God here and now is infinite. How could we run out of things to think about about God? How could we ever think that we just know all we need to know, all we can find out about God? I don't know how to find out anything else. I mean, I've read that Bible over and over and that's... <clears throat> no. There's never, it's never exhausted. We can always go there and be refreshed, be strengthened in our mind, in our spirit, in our heart. It'll get us also, it'll get us through sickness, weakness, and old age. It'll also, this promise of God will get us through exhaustion and emotional trauma that threaten to cripple our mind. No matter how tired you are, you can lay your burden on the Lord and go to sleep. If it hadn't been the Lord, had it not been for the Lord, you know, they wouldn't have been saved, neither would we. He's our deliverer. He's everything. He's the one that, He's where we turn when we're feeble in body, in mind. But the mind's much more important. In the body. Mm -mm -mm. <clears throat> David was greatly distressed. They were exhausted at Ziklag there when they come back, you know. I mean, they were so faint, they couldn't go. And where did David turn? Well, yeah, he said, Bring me the ephod. And he turned to God. Well, did he get strength? Yes. Oh, yes. You always will. You will. I know that's true. Care for your mind. Refuse. Exercise. Keep your mind busy thinking. And thinking on the right things. This is so simple. My goodness. Receive it. Refuse access to your thoughts by any and all evil. Just refuse them. Slam the door in our face. Don't allow it. You can do that. You can rule your own spirit. You can rule it well. Refuse access to your thoughts. Care for your mind. And don't leave it unguarded and unprotected. Do you realize that all this applies to these little children? Yes. That we're raising here? Do you realize the devil's after their mind? The devil is assaulting their minds. He is bound to weaken their mind, to defile their mind. You know, we need to realize that. We need to realize that about one another. That's, and we need to comfort the feeble-minded. These children are feeble-minded. Their minds are not developed yet. They're like the little tomato plants you're fixing to put out there. You got to protect them. Mm -hmm. You got to watch over them. You got to guard them from evil. Well, our in the world are going to have to learn sometime. Not when they're five years old. No. no. And not when they're eight years old or ten years old. You don't turn them out to the wolves when when they're not when their mind is not yet strong and developed. Care for your mind. Feed it with good things. God has promised a sound mind. Don't you feel better when you feel, feed your mind with good things? Don't you feel bad when you've allowed, you know, pollution in your mind? Don't you feel bad? <clears throat> you ever go in a gas station and they're smoking in there or a restaurant or somewhere and you come out and you just, ah, I can just taste it. It's just all over me. It's in my hair and I can't. You ever do that? I feel like I gotta take a bath. I just gotta go somewhere and take a bath. 
I mean, you just well to spit on me. Is that? It's the way I feel about it. You ever go in a place and hear somebody profane mouth a talking, some profane music, and you come out feeling defiled? But what about when you're reading your Bible or studying, and you and or you're reading a a good book that's spiritual that's helping you? Don't you feel better mm-hmm. when you found something? Good for your soul and good for your mind. That you, it makes your mind rejoice, makes your heart rejoice, makes you feel stronger. Don't you feel better when it's like that? Yes, you can do that on purpose. You can feed your mind that on purpose instead of the other. Now we're in the world and we're going to get that other once in a while. But we can deal with that. It's different when you do it on purpose. Feet of the good things. God has promised a sound mind, love, and power. Don't trade that for confusion and weakness and fear. Don't. Don't don't make that trade. Keep your mind strong by exercising it, feeding it what it needs, and by guarding it from evil. It's our responsibility before God. God don't do all that stuff for us. Y'all realize that? We got some responsibility as a Christian in our walk. And this is one of them. Biggie. A biggie. Amen. I'm going to quit. Told you I was going to hurry and I did. I hurried. Alright. Everybody's got a mind. Take care of it. You want to keep it healthy. You want to keep it strong. Exercise. Amen. Father, thank you for the Word of God. And thank you for the promises here, for the instruction to us and in this matter of our mind. It has to do with righteousness. It has to do with spiritual warfare. It has to do with our walk with Thee. And it'll have a great effect in our eternity how we how we take care of our mind here. Please help us. Help us to comfort the feeble minded. Help us to watch after one another, strengthen one another, <clears throat> and to consider this matter in one another. We might help and edify one another. And these children among us, help us, Lord, to realize that their little minds are are being sown with things that Uh, we don't even know about. And help us to be wise to that. Help us to resist the devil in this area of our mind and not allow him to make us feeble or, or absolutely out of our mind. Go with us now. I pray you'd guide and direct us the rest of the week here and help us with the needs that we have, all of us, and, uh, and work in each home and family here. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right.